We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes. Chris Middleton. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am joined, as always, by the manipulative Rohan Kadi. I have a reason for this one, folks. Ty, we'll what, get do you, there. what do you mean, Ty? What do you mean? I Rohan, have done no such manipulation. Rohan hits me up before we do this and says, I, you think we should lower the amount we can invest this week? I think knowing he was the first one of us to hit a short so he gets a bonus, Rohan trying to constrict my investments while getting the same amount to invest. Nice try, Rohan. We're not doing that, but how's it going, my friend? I'm doing all right, you know? Nice little Sunday morning here. Have some coffee. I made some cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. I'm living. Ooh, ooh, like from scratch, or are we talking uh, a, like a, you broke open one of those rolls and, and oh, heated I broke them? I, okay, I, yeah. I'm not nearly talented enough. You'd be surprised, actually, how much baking is, is easier and less imposing than it seems, but... Enough about. I would highly dis. No, one sec. I would highly disagree with that. Um, I feel like baking takes a lot more patience than normal cooking. Yeah, that's I, true. I can do like normal cooking. Booking, baking takes a lot of patience that I seem to lack sometimes. Okay, that's. We won't expect any homemade baked goods from Rohan in the uh, in the near future, I will which is fair. Accept homemade baked goods. Yeah, you got to give them that you're a a receiver, not a giver when it comes to homemade baked goods. (laughs) I would also like to take this time to apologize to all the Keiths out there. Yeah, especially uh, offended in the episode uh, with Haley and Jordan, which was awesome, by the way. What a great Um, episode. Yes, I did not mean it to disrespect the name Keith. Uh, We did have someone hit me up. (laughs) Keith Keskinen. Keskinen? Sorry, Keith. Now we have to apologize for the last name slander, but yeah. Apologies to all the Keiths out there. I just had to say that. 
Yeah, you did. That was a, that was a great call. Um, yeah, it's just the the name Keith is just so intimidating, and uh, it rattled us. But let's get to the market. I, you know what's funny is I tweeted about this. I said a, a down week for me actually wasn't bad. Uh, my portfolio is still quite strong. Total value of one seventeen. And if this is the first you're hearing of the Bucks stock market, basically Rohan and I kind of after every Bucks game decide, you know, did a player play above expectations, below or about on par? And if it's above or below, we give them an up stock or a down stock. And after doing this for a while, it's kind of a fun way to chart how the season was going. We decided, why don't we actually invest in this and take it to the next level? So uh, our game stop right now is Bobby Portis, but uh, actually not this week. Um, but so th- that's the market. So through all of our investments so far, my total value, 117, not bad, very much buoyed by like three stocks. But the reason I said it was bad, or my, I, I was a brutal week for me. Dante did take a hit, and I invested in a Dante at at eleven units, down to nine now. So that was not a sound investment, but still a lot of total value. I believe Rohan's uh, value right now, heading into this investing session, is ninety three. It's hard to calculate because literally like ten different stocks Rohan has, some of them several shares of each, but. Rohan did not get out of his Brolo, which Brolo actually didn't have a bad week. It, it just stayed the same, but it's still such a, a killer to the overall value, sitting at negative two per share. And Rohan with six shares of Brook Lopez riding that one out. It was a bad week for Bud. Bud dropped from minus two to minus four after um, we found out that he didn't actually draw up the the play from the Clippers game and then had a really bad coaching game against Denver in our estimation. So between Brooke Lopez and Budstock, Rohan is eating away a solid $28 uh, bucks, Ooh. coins, whatever. Uh, that's the combined value of those two. So like a lot of good stuff here on your portfolio, Rohan, but those, those negatives are really keeping the overall down. Yeah, they really are. I'm just looking at the spreadsheet right now, and yes, it is. It is very. It is very large. <laughs> but yeah, the minus twelve, the minus sixteen on uh, Brooke Lopez and Bud. That's just. I'm just thankful to be still in the positive. <laughs> yeah. And also, well, the- Ty, we did not mention where do we find the uh, stock market now? Where do we find the, oh, uh, the great real-time call. values? Great call. So every game, the stock market tweets are not coming from Rohan or I. Eurostep now has an actual Twitter account. You can follow the pod itself at Eurostep Podcast. Someone who hasn't tweeted in like eight years has at Eurostep. No, I'm not salty about it at all. But really? at Eurostep Podcast. Yeah, someone has Eurostep already. I think it's a, a Greek person, which makes sense. But yeah, um, but yeah, follow the pod. Uh, we're going to tweet a lot more from there during games and just uh, other occasions as well. And I think the nice thing is there's still going to be Bucks stuff from our account, but you know that account is going to have all of the Bucks content. Like we're going to retweet important Bucks stuff from our own account onto it or whoever runs it, whatever shadowy figure is in control of at Eurostep Podcast. Who can say? But it's going to be strictly Bucks, so a good place to find Bucks content as well on Twitter, in addition to at Ty Windish and at Arcadi Jr., the, the bastions of Bucks Twitter. Great call out, Rohan. At Eurostep is a French company that markets a lightest, what? smallest, and cheapest Segway. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah, 19 followers. Hasn't tweeted since 2013. And they have two total tweets. Segways don't look good. The Segways don't look good. They really no wonder. don't. 
No wonder. Okay, enough slander for this French Segway company. Um, so other big thing to recap from this last week is, well, I mean, we had an amazing Drew Holiday game winner. I think we'll get there as we actually talk about the individual stocks. But in terms of market activity, we finally had a successful short. This is in our fourth week of doing this. Rohan shorts Bobby Portis, which it broke my heart that you did that. And it broke my heart more that it paid off. Bobby was shorted at a price of 17 per, had a bad game and dropped to 16 per. So that is the first successful short. I tried to short Brooke Lopez. He almost went up. It was almost the opposite. It just fell apart a little bit defensively uh, against Memphis. And again, was not on the floor to close the game, which I think is very noteworthy and, and important. But Brooke Lopez's value does not change. Rohan, our first ever short winner, your buying power increased. How does it feel? I think it's just good karma in the world for finally not picking Bryn Forbes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. the short of the week. <laughs> I just literally needed to go anywhere else and I would it would pay off. And it did. It actually did. I was worried last week that Bryn Forbes would actually turn turned out to be the short this week and i just completely messed everything up because i don't know <laughs> i feel like that's sort of my my brand um, but yeah it feels good it feels good obviously like bobby it's not like he went down too much he went down one it's fine like i love yeah. bobby I love bobby it's just it's unfortunate that he was the casualty in this situation but i don't know i feel like i picked him because he was sort of he's sort of been trailing off a little and i don't want to say that in like a negative connotation like he's actively hurting the bucks on the court no he's still a very positive contributor to the bucks and very important but his role and sort of his output and production has seemed to diminish in the last two-ish weeks i want to say yeah so i agree i don't know it feels like this was this was the time and this might just be like a mid-season slump right like we're coming up on the all-star break uh these players are sort of like fed up i can't believe we're only halfway through the season like this just yeah. that's bonkers to me i feel like this has been going on forever but in, <laughs> this is a shortened season as well so it's, it's even more wild but i i don't know it just feels like bobby's been sort of slipping a little bit in terms of production value Be, am, am i wrong in saying that no you're not he certainly had quieter games um i, I should go through and look I, f- I almost feel like he's playing a little less but that might not be true uh, he might have just been on such a an unsustainably hot run for a while but i do feel like He's almost been a little less involved, too. I just haven't seen as much from him. So I think his downstock came from a game where, like, one for three from the floor and defensively just was not holding up the best. And, I mean, obviously, Bobby Portis, I think, has surprised a few people with being able to do some things defensively, but he's an offense-first player, right? Like, that's that's where you need the contributions from Portis. So if he's taking three shots, unless he's making all three and getting some free throws, it's probably not going to be a terrific game for him. Although we have seen some blocks and steals uh, for sure from Bobby Portis. But yeah, I hope we see him kind of refreshed and rejuvenated after the All-Star break. After he was snubbed from the three-point contest. Ridiculous. He should be there. But He's the league leader in three-point percentage, right? That is beautiful. I I think still. I I, don't, I never know. I never know until it's later in the season. But to to your point on this season feeling like it's taking forever, I agree. I think it's the frequency of games. Like, usually I don't love the all-star break because i don't i mean i'm probably gonna watch tonight but i'm like i I enjoy the games more than this thing but this year it's just like they're the even this last week before it was nice i feel like they were spread out a little bit more there's been so many like we like two weeks in a row where it's every other day or more it feels like they're playing like 
four games in seven nights. And all we have to do is watch and talk about the games. Imagine what the actual players feel going through that. But uh, it's it's just been a, a helter-skelter season for sure. Yeah, actually, for a minimum of 30 attempts on the season, Bobby Portis is now third in three-point oh, percentage. Joe Harris him. is first, right? No. Oh. Tony Snell is number oh. one, 56.5%. Is Joe Harris second or is he below yeah, that? No, yeah, Joe Harris is second. Okay. On like and a, a crazy astonishing volume. 50.6% on a total of 249 attempts. He's. I, I think he's going to have to trail off, but the numbers he's put up so far for, are just well, insane. I, I, I don't think he's going to trail off that much because all the shots he's getting are wide open. Yeah, it helps <laughs> to be on the team with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. But Bobby Port is still third in the league in three-point percentage, which is just insane. I did I not feel... expect that coming into the season. I still feel good about quietly but steadily maintaining over the last two years, and I wish the Bucks had found a way to hold on to Tony Snell. I just like a, a good a good role player. No, really is, and who knows, he might be back. That that would be an amazing buyout. I don't think it's happening, but yeah, you never but know. yeah, Bobby Portis. You mentioned that he hasn't been playing a lot recently. Last two games against Memphis, fifteen minutes uh, against Denver, all, just a shade under seventeen minutes. Uh, against the Clippers, 20 minutes. And then before that, he was like constant 20s, 30s. Yeah, I think he should be getting like 24 minutes a night, at least, personally. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's fair. He doesn't really get played off the floor against most teams. Or really I, 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 don't think they should, I don't think they should really drop with him. I feel, like, I feel like that's his worst on defense is when they try to drop because he, he'll get stuck in no man's land pretty easily between like the person he's supposed to be dropping against and, and the guard and the action. But like when you switch, I, I think he honestly does fine. I'm worried that uh, the Bud is like a hot hand coach, and I feel like he's still got Portis in the hot hand space instead of like the you're going to play every night space. Like I think I would rather – well, I think Pat and Bobby should both play every night because they're, I think, more two of the more consistent bench contributors. But like Pat gets the consistent minutes every single night. I think that's where Portis should be too. Yeah, that's completely fair. Imagine saying that before the season started. <laughs> We're truly in. Imagine any. Imagine learning anything about how Brooke Lopez and DJ Augustine have looked. I mean, those probably two players we expected to be two of the more consistent. And now, I mean, just looking at the stock market alone, Lopez minus two, DJ A at zero, holding zero for a long time now. Uh, DJ A coin, literally worthless, but better than negatives. Um, but yeah, so you but have a I buying like power. DJ, yeah. D- no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just gonna, gonna say DJ Augustine. I, was, I feel like yeah, he's he can he can go up a little bit because he's probably gonna return to the bench unit soon after the All Star break. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we will. So you have twenty five bucks to spend, um, literal bucks. I have twenty because uh, again, you're short, paid off, and I'm not even gonna run through your whole portfolio. Um, you can check out the market at tywindish.com and then there's a buck stock market section i think the link is also in my bio and i'll tweet we'll make sure it's tweeted from the pod account um today as well but if you want to check it out yourself rohan is a billion shares and a billion stocks but also 25 bucks to spend and potentially more sales to make so you you got to kick it off again rohan what are you doing first okay so last week i actually made my first sale ever on the stock first market two sales. yeah sold tory craig sold to sam merrill i feel like the tory craig you know paid off a little bit i mean given yeah. he hasn't he has like he he went down one shared value and that's kind of wild considering that that only happened because he got minutes yeah <laughs> 
Uh, it was only against just, Denver. It was like he's like, oh, you'll play against Denver, but nowhere else. Nowhere else. The only reason was it you who tweeted this that the only reason the Bucks signed Tory Craig was for a potential Denver Finals matchup. No, I don't. That might. I think that was Kane. I think that was a Kane pick. That was. Oh, it was yeah. Kane. It was Kane. It was a good tweet. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> holding on to Tory Craig was not the best idea in my book, and I'm glad I got out while I could because it doesn't seem like he's actually going to be playing that much. Considering, like I said, we're halfway through the season, we're at the All Star break. The All Star game is tonight. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. It's there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of opportunities for Tory Craig to establish himself or get an opportunity, I should say, because it's not entirely his fault. So. I don't know. I just had to get out. Sam Merrill, I thought he would play. He did not really. So <laughs> I got to <laughs> I still I still have a share. I still have a share of Sam Merrill. So what do I want to do here? I think I think I'm going to sell high on someone right now. And it pains okay. me to do this. Oh, oh no. I know what this is going to be. Uh, so I have three shares yep. of Thanasis. Yep. I'm going to keep two sell one okay who is currently one, valued selling one for six yeah so here's the thing about it's, i find it very i find it fascinating six is really high. that over the last week it is i find it fascinating that over the last week tory craig and, and tenassa's stock just flip-flopped so tory craig was at six and dropped one to five tenassa's was at five and, and increased one to six this is like the probably the most contentious i would say sort of position battle, right? Like, I guess if you want to count Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis for center, and I mean contentious in like, in within, within Bucks fans, I don't think like Thanasis and Tory Craig are fighting or anything, but I think like, this is one of those where there's a certain group of people that think every time Thanasis plays, it's an affront to basketball. It should always be Tory Craig. And then I, I do think Thanasis has won some people over this. He's played well the last several weeks. I mean, when was the last time we gave him a downstock? I mean, no, he doesn't play that many minutes. But it's he hasn't he hasn't ever. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. Game ten, game ten and eleven, game ten and eleven. So he got up to three, then went down. He had a couple earlier, but since game eleven, he really didn't play for a while. But then up stock in game twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, and thirty two, a very meteoric rise. And then game thirty six, the last game before the break against Memphis, he's just he's been a positive contributor. But I do see the logic in thinking this might be fool's gold. I'm so torn. I am so, so torn on this. <laughs> because I still think, like, I'm I'm a big Thanasis guy, right? Of course. I feel How, like could I'm a, How could you not? How could you not be? Exactly. Like, I feel like I've established personally through <laughs> this podcast that I am a big believer in Thanasis. Do I think that he should be on the floor in important games? Like, in crunch time? I haven't completely bought into that yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I'm not there at all. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. So that's where it sort of comes into a conundrum, right? Because we're getting sort of we're gearing up for important games, right? And especially in the second half of the season, like the Bucks are going to be playing Philly a bunch. They're going to be playing Brooklyn. They're going to be playing the Lakers. I just I don't know. There's going to be a lot of important games. And there's like Bud has shown to his credit that uh, in these big games, the Nassus doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just does not play. And that's, you know what? That's fair. That's really fair because I, I would agree with that decision. That doesn't mean I don't love the Nassus. I just, I want to say that out there. But I don't know. It's, 
it's so tough for me to decide whether he's actually good or not. I think he's good. <laughs> I think he's decent, but I feel like it's going to run out at some point. I think it's just there's such a thin line for me between like the aggression he plays with is great. He just has to be cautious about doing too much. And his best games are like, you can see it. He'll shoot like outside of dunks. He'll dunk. And I, obviously every dunk is good, but like when he's shooting threes, I usually don't really like that. Um, it was funny. I think we talked about it in the last pod or at some point, but like he shot a three that people derided and it was such a good look, but it was because it was the NASA shooting it. And like, Chris Middleton was on the floor. It was terrible. Um, he, he And is really – the funny thing with Thanasis, I feel like he loses the most stock and, and just aggravates people the most. He will pass, like, to no one from time to time. Like, he'll lose where the players are. I think that's – you know, there there's criticisms about, like, his, you know, feel for the game. I think that's where it's most evident. But, like, defensively, I think he's actually solid to good. Yeah, um, he's a good rebounder. Offensive feel for the game, I will say. Yeah. Defensively, um, he's got it. Yeah, I mean, he follows way too much, but it's almost you. Kind, you almost want it from him. That's kind of like part of the Thanasis appeal. Yeah, um, I, I think he's okay. I think he's fine. Like I've this has been my take for a while, right? Like I think he is an average NBA rotational player, or at least around there. And it kind of fluctuates up or down given on the night. Like his athleticism can make him look more than that at times, and then other times he'll have some lapses that make him look less than that, which I think makes him like an average or not rotation, but like an average re- replacement player. An absolutely fine thirteenth guy, counting the second round picks as fourteen and fifty. Or I guess he'd be twelfth because we're at fourteen right now. But yeah, you know what's a wild stat? What? Thanasis has taken forty two shots this season. <laughs> what's he shooting? Like fifty some percent? Um, he is shooting. What just come up? He's shooting sixty percent. Sixty. Yeah, so that's most of his shots are wide open. Like most of his shots are twenty six of forty three. This on this entire season. Yeah, he doesn't shoot a ton, which is good. You don't want him yeah, to shoot fine. a ton. Yeah, like he 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 recognizes his role on this team, which is why we sort of made the joke, like you mentioned, about him shooting a three. Like he he took a wide open three point attempt. <laughs> like we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really the only ones he will take. And yeah. the Miami game where they broke the record, he made one or two threes in that game. Yeah, he's taken eight total threes this season. One of them was sort of a heave as well. So yeah, it's just... He he recognizes that he's not a great shooter of the basketball, and he doesn't do it that often. <laughs> great shooter. Of the that's basketball. why. That's why I sort of feel um, like he's he's like the antith- he's the antithesis of the let it fly mentality in that he knows he shouldn't shoot, so he doesn't. And I feel like that he lets that works on this team. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. 
and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle is created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks on top of all that we'll help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms including wherever you're listening to the eurostep and the best part is you can get all of this for only 15 dollars a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join, or you can check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Okay, back to the episode. So that that is the secret between behind my Pat C love because Pat C does not has not really forced shots this season. I think that's exactly what the Bucks need on this team with when they're all healthy, Giannis, Chris, and Drew. Like I I don't want the fourth guy on the floor to try and dribble into a contested pull up cough Dante cough like shoot open shots or get to the rim if you can. But that's about all I want you doing. Like if it's going to be a contested shot, there's three guys more qualified than you to take it. So you just have to be smart. And yeah, Thanasis like is not going to force many shots. Yeah. With Dante, though, I feel like he he needs that a little bit for his development if he wants to get what the – if he wants to be what the Bucks want him to be, which is what I'm feeling. Like, like. Is he it's, 25? It's is he 25 is years old? Is he really? Oh, it's Dante. Oh. 24. 24. Just turned 24. Oh. A fresh 24. But I do think, like, yeah, development is good. It's twenty four. It's okay. Yeah. Um, nah, we I'm can't, going we to can't sell one. We, one we did the whole thing of the show like a couple weeks ago. Okay. About young core. Yeah. What thing? What just, thing did we do that I, I can't do? We that were for? talking about. Yeah. Oh, about about not like selling short on potential and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to sell one Dante. <laughs> Here's the okay. thing. I, I, I just bought it too high. I just bought it way too high, right? Like, that's the issue. Like, that's – I've done this before. Like, I get excited about a player because Dante was on such a run, and I buy Dante at 11, which is like Drew Holiday was at 14 at the time, and Chris Middleton was at 17 at the time. Um, and I, I know Bobby Porter's stock is crazy, but uh, Dante higher than pretty much everybody except for those aforementioned players, Giannis and Bryn Forbes. And I go in on – what a, a two, 22 on two shares of white Dante – just a little bit too much. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna level it out, add some to my buying power, and uh, and move off of one Dante. I think that's gonna be my only sale, though. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's it's tough. I thought about selling my Dante as well, uh, but you have one. I have one. Yeah, you have one. Okay. So I don't know. I thought about it. I might make a risky decision, but who knows? We'll see. Oh. Okay. I'm done with my sales, and you are too, right? Yes. Do you want to be the first buy? I do. Uh, I'm going in on the honest. Okay. Okay. Big I, I buys need, here. I needed to open up some funds. I want to get a. Oh, actually, I didn't sell enough. Oops. Oh well. I'm getting the honest. No, I can still afford. It. No, I can afford the honest. I had another move in mind, but that's okay. One Greek freak for twenty three. Here's the thing with the honest stock. The way he's playing lately. Like, I think really the team kind of held him down more than anything these last couple of games from getting an upstock. He is now back to like a bad game for him is like 28, 12, and five, shooting like 50% from the field and one for three from deep. So it's just like, I think the ceiling is limitless and the floor is very, very high with Giannis stock. So, uh, and maybe, who knows? Maybe, uh, being on, uh, LeBron's team, maybe he'll pick up even a little bit more playmaking. I think that's been, Giannis's big improvement this year has been his playmaking. So maybe you'll learn a thing or two from LeBron and really come out here and start racking up more triple doubles. doesn't matter, though. He's great even without an extra boost. Uh, I, you can't go wrong with Giannis stock. Number one pick in the All-Star draft. Yeah, that was wild, right? I kind of expected it. Why would you say it's wild? Well, I, there was like a, I, there were some people who I saw some tweets. Some Bucks fans are just a little too aggrieved, man. Like Giannis is going to be the last pick. The NBA hates Giannis. I was like, what? What evidence what is this? Like, what? Um, I don't, I don't see that one coming at all. Um, I, yeah, I, I could, I just could have seen LeBron going a separate way. I heard, I don't know if this is true. I think it is true. I heard he joked when he was talking about who he's going to pick. There's no upcoming free agents, so I'm just going to go with. Did the really? best guy first. I I don't no know if it's way. true or not, but I heard that. I think I feel I did like I might watch the All Star draft, so I would. not in the Bucks were playing, so yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd oh, be that's, amazing. That'd be wild. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like if he did actually say that, I would have seen that. Yeah, what? I think I think I, I think it's probably made up, but yeah, I digress. Uh, so yeah, but, but yeah, I'm buying it. He was. He was the yeah first pick in the All. I don't know who he would have taken. Like AD is not playing, so I don't know. I feel like LeBron should yeah. have gone Giannis. Like I don't know. There there were a bunch of jokes on Bucks Twitter about how last year during the All Star game, uh, Giannis blocked a LeBron fadeaway, so he's like, Nah, I can't have that again. Uh, so he that's so, that's a, that's so, a so he took great him first if he can't content. beat him, join him, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it was a shame that Giannis wasn't a captain this year. I feel like we didn't talk about that. Uh, he had been for the last two years. But also, he might get a, actually get a chance to win All-Star Game MVP because the team's not going to be utter garbage. So there's that. Do you know he still has the record for points per game in All-Star Games? Does he really? I'm sh- That doesn't surprise 27 me. 27 points something. Hard. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if he can uh, expound on that lead or anything in this game. It's harder knows, now, though. I think he, now that the, like the scores are tighter, I, and like yeah, there's a little more defense now than there was for the last like decade. He just has to assert himself early in the game because that's when people still don't care as much. Right. Yeah. Like ten dunks in the first half. Yeah. Just go for uh, go for what is it? Paul George's scoring record in a game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or is it is it Paul George or is it AD? Oh, AD might have said it. 
AD, I, I think don't AD is like 52 I don't know. I don't in a game. Yeah, it was in it was Whatever. the one in it's New Orleans, game. I think. It's the All-Star game. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Who cares? Uh, but yeah. So you're going to go in on one stock, Giannis. That takes up a majority of your buying power. You have uh, a good old yeah, six. I, I got six left. Left. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to make. I'm going to double down on something here, Ty. I'm going to pick oh, up another Drew Holiday. This isn't more horse, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a great no, buy. That's, one the, that's the one I wanted to make. So I did the math wrong in my head. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. For 15. So I. I picked him up because I last week because I was like, oh, he's going to be coming back. Uh, like he did come back because we did it after the Clippers game. He's, you know, he he struggled a little bit. He's looking like he's getting his NBA footing back after, you know, dealing with COVID, uh, sort of getting his physicality back. Um, but he's actually looked good. He's still not completely there yet. The all-star break is coming. Like it's here. He has some more chance to rest and recover because he's not participating. So we get that, and we also, even in Drew Holiday's sort of coming back sort of state, not fully back, doesn't have his legs under him, still hitting game winners, Ty. Oh, it's so good. It was beautiful. Making big plays on defense and offense. That defensive possession on uh, John Morant with a minute left, uh, just under mm. a minute left, was big. Just so massive on defense that goes back to what we were talking about with Haley and Jordan, where I didn't really understand that Drew Holiday was just a straight stopper on defense, and he showed that he was a straight stopper. And then he makes the heads up play. Him and uh, him and Dante actually. Dante, yeah. Play. Yeah. So get the that's the classic Kyle Lowry just after a basket, just sort of leak out. Yep. Uh, get get the ball out as fast as possible. So they did that. Drew Holiday doesn't realize he's he realizes he's not going to get to the rim. Takes sort of like a step back uh, two along the baseline for the game. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. These are the type of plays that we expect from Drew Holiday. And even though we sort of we sort of want them to happen, it's still it's still so exciting to see a Milwaukee Buck making plays like that at the point guard position. And Lowry was a good name to invoke because I feel like the that the late game performance was pure grit from Drew because just didn't he hasn't looked himself since returning from COVID for obvious reasons, kind of getting back up to speed. But I think he just like he willed it out, right? Like he's like, I can grind out one defensive possession and then I can take the ball down and get a shot that I like. And he did it. And it was just it was just so great to see because of the struggles. And I feel like it made it even more savory that he just went down and and nailed that thing. It was just what a what a great couple sequences to end a game that was a little bit of a slog for a while, right? Like it's kind of a brutal game for a little bit. The Bucks build up a huge lead, completely lose it, playing like crap, giving up great looks to Memphis, and then Drew Holiday's like, "Yeah, we didn't play well, but we're getting the win." Yeah, he he totally he put the team on his back, and that's something that we really needed from Drew because Giannis and Chris they they were great in that game, especially Giannis. I will say, maybe yeah, you know, Chris Chris had a Chris had a decent game. I'll say yeah, it, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing bad, nothing great. Giannis was good, uh, but Drew Holiday they needed someone else to take it to the, another level, and Drew was the guy tonight and. That's the entire reason, like I said, that he's on this team because he is capable of taking it to the next level when it matters. I need a Drew Holiday too. Uh, I'm gonna adjust, amend my sale. I'm selling all my my Dantes. 
to get myself Ooh. an extra nine, get myself up to fifteen, and then I'm getting I'm getting a Drew. I need a Drew. That was like my whole goal. I was like, Drew at fifteen is nuts. Look at the way he's adding, even Wall still getting back. I need to get myself a Drew. So I'm divesting from Dante Divincenzo, going in on Drew Holiday. Just one. I can only get one. But I need that in my portfolio, man. I can't have a portfolio without Drew. That just doesn't look right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, For all the reasons we me just here. talked about. You're tempting me here to buy another one. You, you could, and you could still, your, your drug, your addictive chemical that you can't get enough of, you could still afford a horse afterward. Yeah, there's. I feel like we should, that's a, that's a good mention. We should talk about that a little bit. Uh, maybe something gets done over the All-Star break. Yeah, you're hoping. I think so. Like, legitimately, I think if there was a time to do it, it's right now. Yeah, I mean, it's like they actually have time to, you know, take a second, breathe, and, and talk about it. When the Bucks play again, is it Wednesday or Thursday? I believe I Wednesday. But it's still, like, even after today, it's a few days off. So I assume everyone's probably home right now. So, like, I wouldn't expect it today. But maybe when everyone gets back to market and, you know, like Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever that is, I, I think it, I, I do think this would be one of the logical times that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, we've seen it in the past with sort of Milwaukee where they take sort of, they do it on like road trips or lulls. Like we saw the Eric Bledsoe midseason extension during a yep. West Coast road trip. We saw, like, is that the only one we've seen? Um, yeah, because I mean, oh, Giannis was kind of randomly before the season at an unexpected time. Uh, Chris obviously was not extended. He was re-signed, but that was like immediately in free agency. So I think those are the big ones. But they sort of, they get things done sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, Bucks play again Thursday. Against Thursday. The yep. I so, just pulled so, it. So yeah, you're right. could be, could be Wednesday. Um, potentially no, no sort, no sauces here. Just, just guessing. Just vibes. Yeah. And then he can he can do what he, he can do what he wants to uh, Milakina now because he's starting for the Knicks, right? I yeah, I think so. Because the uh, Tibbs will do anything not let quickly start. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, that's fine. Like he's still young; he needs to learn how to play against second units. Um, yeah. Why are we talking about the Knicks? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because they're a great story this year, and now every star who's not signed a long-term deal like Giannis is, is being linked. Or there. even if they are signed to a long-term deal like Dame. <laughs> Was that Dame? Yeah. yeah. Stephen yeah. A. Smith wants Dame to be a Nick baby. Julius Randle, the oh, star that people God. want to play with. I love, I I love the world. I hate, I, I hate that discourse so much. <laughs> oh, I, I hate hey, that you know discourse what? I will say, glad it's not us anymore. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, I just like, I'm very happy for Julius Randle, but yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that we're doing this thing. And now even Steph, even Steph who plays in San Francisco, they're like, Steph got, Steph has to get to New York or a more competent Wait, franchise. Hold up, hold up, like, hold up, what? hold up here, Ty. No, don't you ruin this for us. Steph's coming to Milwaukee. True, <laughs> true, true, true. I'm glad that discourse is happening. Put that into the ether. Get it out there. <laughs> Steph, LeBron, and Giannis, they're, they're, they're sketching out the plan at All-Star. Can you imagine what that team would look like? No. I mean, I guess we're going to see it tonight. But like. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I guess, yes. Yeah, you'll be able to even if you don't have a good imagination. That's, oh my goodness. That team would never, that team would win like 10 straight titles. Yeah, easily. Even I with, mean, even with LeBron being 36. <laughs> if it was all, if all minimum contract guys around them, they'd still be unstoppable. I mean, imagine the minimum contract guys you would get. Yeah, you would get, if, uh, if Bryn and Tory Craig were the other two starters, they'd still be unstoppable. I feel like that's 
that that's a solid starting <laughs> caliber. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, starting five. Like you, you're acting like those two aren't capable starters. No, no, but they're just like they're the two minimum guy, the two best minimum guys on the Bucks, right? So that, oh, that's fair, why fair, I picked them. Fair. It wasn't just completely random, but are yeah, I mean, and are they the best? Who else is on a minimum? The Nasses. Oh, good point. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that but out there. I, just, just I do have. I I have sixteen dollars left. I think you've yeah. convinced me, Ty. I'm going to get another share, oh, Drew. There we go. One more Drew Holiday for Rohan Cartier. Up to two, three shares now total. Yeah, because you yes. bought one last week. Yeah. I need nice. to. I need to get my portfolio up with big time players. Like I can't have my highest shares be uh, John Horst, uh, Brooke Lopez, and Bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So I need to get I need to get some up and up and who else to go on rather than Drew Holiday for all the reasons we just discussed. So I have one I, I'm going to add to this. I have one left. I'm going to go with another John Horst. I think an extension <laughs> gets to. I have to. What do you want me to do, Ty? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I just love it. This is the fourth time you've invested in Horst. <laughs> he was it's my first drug. ever buy. <laughs> yeah, two Horst for four. It was your, my first buy was Dante. And it's then I just, sold it, yeah. and then I bought it, and then I sold it. I can't decide how I feel about Dante Diva. It's a perfect – it's actually perfectly encapsulates, like, just my thought process on Dante. Buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. I don't know, I don't know what to It's literally a week-to-week opinion. It's very volatile. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, John Horst, get the extension done so we can talk about this next week about how my investments are paying off on you. Uh, come on, John. I'll let you in on a little bit of it if you sort of. <laughs> that's insider like trading. That's, yeah, I was gonna say that's in. No, I've already bought it though. I've already bought it. So it's uh, I think it's stock manipulation, market yes, manipulation, that, which is still that's, illegal. Yeah, yeah. People, people hit us with claims of that all the time. Which fair, we totally are doing that. <laughs> Twirls mustache. Uh, but yeah, so that's all. That's all the buying power we've sort of we have. We've exhausted it all. You've bought. You've gone big this week. You got. Yeah. A, you got a Giannis. You got a Drew. I got two Drews and uh, and a John Horst here. It's. I, I have it's a controversial fun. short coming up. Okay, let's just. Uh, we can get into it right now because it's time for our shorts. It is time. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just. I. I've been sitting on it this whole pod, and I almost screamed out like three different times because I think it's going to turn heads. Okay. Also, we do have uh, Embiid and Simmons might not play tonight. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, Woj bomb that a barber, a barber that tested positive in Philly. Nice. Yeah, it's a crazy world out there, folks. Mask up. Please do. Please do. Please do. Okay. So, what's your what's your short? This pains me. I oh, no, don't am, do it. No, don't. Yeah, do I'm it. doing it. I'm doing no. it. I'm shorting cash. Shorting oh, Chris Middleton. Oh no! Is this what you thought it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I just – I haven't loved what I've seen over the past few weeks. And still, you know, after a down stock about a week ago, two up stocks since then, and then no movement uh, over this last week. I don't know, man. I just – a little little too much pa- passivity? He's been a little too passive. I think that's the only way you can really say that. Um, and so when the shots aren't falling, it hasn't been great. And really, like, I don't think Chris has been playing – stellar defense for probably about two two and a half years now which is expected because his offensive load has increased so much but the thing that that what that leads to now is you know if he's not distributed like that's the other thing his, his assisting has been great pretty much everything on offense but 
because he's not usually going to add much on defense, there's not many plays where you're like, oh, that was incredible defense by Chris Middleton. It's just he's usually solid and in position, but not really like impacting the game enough to drive an upstock through defense. So then it's like if he only has like two or three assists and a bad shooting night, that's almost like a guarantee at this point, given the expectations on him. So I just think it's easy for Chris to get down socks just because of those expectations. And he just, he's been in a little bit of a funk lately. So I'm going to lean into it. I'm, I'm the Chris Middleton villain now somehow. I don't know how this happened, but I'm here. I, it's like the wrestling gift where the guy pulls off the mask. That's me. <laughs> and it's still me. <laughs> that is perfect. I, I will say I did think about it. I did oh, think about wow. making Chris Middleton. So it's not it. just me. I did think about it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it because I love Chris and I can't do that to my boy. Um, what what moral high ground you've got there? I almost did it, but <laughs> I'll let you do it instead and take the brunt of this. <laughs> hey, even if you weren't doing it, I still wasn't going to do it. Mm. Okay. So my short of the week. This is tough. This is Much tough, but for up. all uh, for all the reasons you just mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm going to pick Dante. Oh, see, this is just like such a risk. I cannot. It's so hard to even tell what's going to happen with Dante. I feel like his hot and cold spells can just go back and forth immediately. They really can. They really can. It's so tough. But I feel like once he gets into a little bit of a a lull, he sort of stays there for a, yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah. And then he sort he claws himself back out, and then you know he's riding the highs. So these. These sort of these sort of down downtrends, they sort of they stand for a couple of days, maybe a week, a couple of games, I should say. So that's why I'm going to pick Dante because it's the slide has just started. Yeah, see, it's the Icarus thing with him, right? Like, I do really believe that. I mean, the Carson Wentz thing—that's like such a good analogy, still. I think, and shout out me tooting my own horn ridiculously, but like. It's, I just, like, most of the great stuff Dante does, even, I mean, I bought into it foolishly twice now. Well, I guess earlier in the season, it was a little different. Earlier in the season, he was just, like, an amazing catch-and-shoot player, and that kind of waned. But then the last hot streak, I just felt like the shots he was taking, it won the Bucks a game or two, and it looked amazing for a while. But even in the moment, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to hold. I'm a little worried about this. And then it stopped holding and the shots stopped going in and all of a sudden, and that's the thing, like there are some players like Chris, like there's games where Chris will not make a ton of shots, but if he's aggressive and gets to the rim a few times and distributes, it can still be a good game. Like Dante, it's like jarring, like the, some of the shots he'll try to take and then miss when he's not on. Like it just, it looks worse than like any other player. I think really on the bucks, because I don't know if there's anyone else who's that unproven offensively, who has that audacious of a shot profile, right? <laughs> like Bryn yeah. Forbes takes some wild ones, but Bryn Forbes has been an elite marksman for like four years. Bobby Portis, honestly, to me, doesn't even really heat check like that. But uh, Bobby Portis has been like a solidly incredible shot maker for almost the whole season. And he's known as a skilled offensive player even before this. Like Chris is a two-time all-star. Giannis is Giannis. Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday really doesn't force anything. Dante is the one guy where it's like, you're not. You never. You never totally sold. The shot's gonna go in, but he will absolutely take them, and it can really just like it. it can be like a. It's like it, like I think jarring is the best word. It's like oh my goodness, what was that shot? Yeah, it's just consistency. That's always what we're gonna be coming back to with Dante. He's not. Yeah. 
I doubt at this point, like this is his third year. I don't want to just hamper it, but that's really what's holding him back right now. Honestly, it's yeah. consistency. You don't have to ride these highs all the time where you're just, if you're, if you're feeling hot, right? Like a lot of players go on hot streaks, but when they go on hot streaks, they don't just start chucking up like 15,000 shots a game at an insane sort of shot selection. They sort of play within themselves and sort of, if they are, you know, feeling a little, fiddle, a little audacious, as you said, they, you know, maybe take a couple of shots that they wouldn't normally take. But even when they're not feeling that super hot streak, they play within themselves. They do what they want to do in terms of getting to their own spots where they know they are capable of making shots. Dante doesn't do that. Even when he's feeling like he's, uh, you know, sort of down, he just he takes those audacious shots anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's like a shot selection and consistency thing. And they, yeah. those two play into each other. And they're not going to sort of resolve themselves until at least one of those factors sort of, you know, gets gets developed within him. Like right. consistency is a little hard to develop. It It's just something that happens. But shot selection can absolutely be developed. And this is the time to do it. If you have to decide whether you're going to be like a swaggy P or you're going to be like a like a, <laughs> a like a who. I don't even Tony know what Snell. to say. Yeah, like a Tony Snell. No, yeah. I think he's going to be more than a Tony Snell. Um, but yeah, hey, Tony Snell would be really good for Dante right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's going to be people who are mad about that sentence. Why? Tony Snell's good. Tony Snell is is good, but he's like such a low, like a he's like a very high floor player. Yeah, I think Dante's I think, I think a lot of people right want. Now. I know, I know, but I think if he had the floor of Tony Snell and his current ceiling, I think people would would be happy. But like, if he's just Tony Snell. I mean, you can just go get a Tony Snell. I think the Bucks are hoping he's significantly more than that, which is, I don't know, which is uh, a risk. It's a gamble. My, my thing with Dante, the million-dollar question for me is how does the org, like Horst and Bud, feel about the shot selection? Because I think that's, like, crucial, and we have no idea. I like, I don't think it's going to be talked about publicly anytime soon. Um, if anyone wants to slide in our DMs and let us know from the org, go right ahead. But, like, I wonder if the organization is like, we love your development. We believe you're going to be a future star on the team, Dante. Go ahead and take all the shots. Or are they like, hey, maybe cool it. And Dante's just like, no, like, I'm taking these shots. Like, I would just love to know, like, where the the thought process is like. I would tend to believe that there's been some green light by the the Bucks themselves. Because, like, I mean, he still plays a ton, right? Like, he's getting a lot of minutes. He's starting. Um, I, I would, it doesn't, it doesn't really seem like he's been, you know, punish is the wrong word, but it doesn't really seem like any, there's been anything like to slow him down, but it's, it's just, it's very interesting. Stuff like that interests me, like how it's perceived within the box. Yeah. I feel like you were, you were on point when you said this is a little bit of encouragement from the box, because like I mentioned earlier, this might be a little bit of, Hey Dante sort of get this. So you, you know, you can develop a little bit, right? This is sort of yeah. in season development. Yeah. So yeah. may, maybe that's part of it, but also there's got to be a limit to that. I'm sure. I'm sure the Bucks and Bud don't want him taking just like step back mid rangers with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. You would certainly hope not, because if that is, they do not know what they're doing in terms of development. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's not something I really ever want Dante doing as long as the rest of these guys are on the team. That's the that's the issue, and especially yeah. because this coaching staff, it, it's. For as much as they're maligned, they have a reputation for developing players. Yeah. Had, maybe. It's kind of Oof. been a while. It's kind of been Oof. a while. I mean... Uh, they they haven't was... had an opportunity. Uh, 
I mean, the Budsall thing coming in was Wing University. I remember talking to Sterling Brown about this like three years ago. And now he's like crushing it in Houston. And so is Christian Wood. And I'm a little yeah, worried. They, I'm a little worried. DJ developed in Milwaukee. I don't think they, I mean, they didn't do anything in Milwaukee right? though. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would just, I'd like to see it at least in a, in, like in a way that makes it pay off. Like, I don't think we saw signs of Sterling Brown being good at, at, at like this good at any point in his Bucks tenure. It seems like everything has changed for him now that he's somewhere else. So I think it's I'm I'm fascinated to see what ultimate wherever DJ Wilson goes, how he plays there, because that would be like if they miss on three legit NBA players who were in Milwaukee under complete control and just never were given the opportunity or like the the uh, really opportunity or minutes to play and prove themselves. That would hurt even worse. Like it would be you know what the a little bit for brutal. Going to be what? Someone who just got called up. Mamadi. Yes, sir. Do you keep say hi? If we're here. He's here. He got called OG up. Jeezy wants just for the yeah. OG Jeezy said his stock price has to start at twenty five at least. Price of the brick just went up. Um, we're not doing that. But. <laughs> no, he has to. He has to play. And earn and yeah, yeah, he's got to play to get up to one down stock to sort of <laughs> yeah, but he's he's coming back. Who knows if it's just for the all star break? Probably not. Yeah. I would I would assume not, considering that he would have to go back into the bubble and that's the whole routine song and dance. So who knows? Yeah, we're, they do have some theoretical cupcake games against the Knicks and then back to back against the Wizards coming up. Whoa, Even though the Knicks did Knicks are not a cupcake game, that's man. what I'm saying. They did slap the yeah. ball in the second game of the season. Was that the second game of the yeah. season? That feels like five. It was very early. I know. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they do have like okay. How about the Wizards? That's it. Yeah, okay, that's the, fine. It, okay. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that, I agree. That's that's more of a cupcake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you got those coming up. So maybe Diakite can get some run, especially against a, a Wizards front court. That's sort of you know they lost Thomas Bryant and Mo Wagner starting for them. So. Who knows? It's gonna be blood. Um, we also we should talk about there is a roster move. So if there was if this player had stock, we were invested in, we would have been forced to sell. But he was not valued. Uh, there was no valuation, I should say. I guess he also wasn't valued much by the Bucks. Jalen Adams, with some ongoing legal issues, was released, and Miles Powell was signed to a two-way deal. I mean, I'm not gonna break down miles powell in detail right now mostly because i don't know a ton about miles powell and uh, i'm not really expecting him to play a lot um we'll see what happens with diakite but um given that what frank mason i guess played a little bit in the bubble but otherwise didn't really play a ton for the bucks and cam reynolds didn't play at all last season i'm not holding my breath to see a lot of miles powell in milwaukee but i suppose you never know the one thing i know about miles powell is that uh, Knicks fans were really upset when the yes. Bucks signed him to a two-way because he was on the Westchester Knicks in the G League bubble, and he was playing, apparently, I haven't really looked into this, but he's been playing really well for them. They were upset to see him go, which is a good sign if you're a Bucks fan. Yeah, it is. Um, I know he's a guard, and yeah, he's he's a bulky. Oh, no, I guess he just trimmed down. Um, but yeah. Uh, a guard, uh, a, dy- a dynamic guard is what I will say because I don't really know much about him yet. But, you know, when basketball is back in Oshkosh, I will know more about these G League players. Probably, Hopefully maybe. soon. Hopefully, Hopefully soon, season. indeed. But, yeah, that's the plan right now from the herd. So we will see. 
Okay. We went do we have super long on this. Hit here? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm I think I'm good. Do we have I think else? I'm good. Okay. So uh, we've made some yeah. we've made some valuations here. We've sort of both of us are in the positive, which is nice. Uh, we've both recovered yeah. from uh, mid season sort of droughts here. Made some sales. We've invested in some heavy hitters here. A lot of Drew Holiday love on this pod. <laughs> Three he of the uh, yeah. Three of the five stocks that were bought today were Drew Holiday. So, Drew, we believe in you. We love you. Get that extension done, John. Um, so, I guess I will say thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Wow. And live on Locker Room. Like we mentioned last week, this is this is going to be a weekly thing. We're going to be doing this live on Locker Room every week. So, make sure you tune in. Ty and I, we and the Eurostep account will tweet about it beforehand. So, you know, keep an eye on that and we'll make sure to get you in here for a live listen. Uh, Make sure you check out all of the great content across the entire Blue Wire podcast network. Stay safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.